Hi everyone, this is Eugene and welcome to the latest episode of 5 Minute Economics. Now today we're going to talk about a hot topic and uh, this question that we're going to cover today is whether parents should be shopping their children to school. Now I recently read an article on Straits Times, right? Um, this writer was calling for Singapore parents, Singaporean parents to stop shopping their children to school. He wrote this article in response to an incident where this Bentley driver, he cut the queue outside Red Sotiska school and he actually um, tried to bang this security guard. Um, he injured him with a minor knee injury and the security guard was sent home for three days. It's, it's really quite bad behavior. So um, the writer actually suggests that you know bad behavior is one reason why we as parents should stop shopping our children to school. He says that the traffic police is often caught in to control the people who jump queue, um, who go and hog the lanes or just display very dangerous driving at schools. But my viewpoint here is that this is what I call bad behavior and bad behavior just can't be stopped. We actually see bad behavior all the time. Uh, recently, I went to um, this ice cream shop called The Daily Scoop with my children. Right, and when we uh, entered the shop, we got a shock because there was this um, elderly man who was yelling at this very young server. Uh, this 17, 18 year old young server in a very, very unreasonable and unruly manner. He was screaming and shouting at this, uh, this young lady here, right? When he was the one that's breaching safe distancing rules. Now, I think that's, that's super bad behavior and individuals who actually show this kind of bad behavior out um, when, when they're shopping or when eating, I think these are the same likely ones, you know, to be showing bad behavior when they're driving. So um, it's got nothing to do with the activities, it's got to do with the individuals. Maybe I'm going to give you another example. There's like this HO debate about, you know, uh, cyclists and drivers who actually owns the road kind of debate. We see actually this kind of behavior, bad behavior all the time. Uh, motorists um, who, who drive very dangerously, cyclists who hog the roads, pedestrians who, you know, uh, jaywalk and, you know, almost cause accidents. We actually don't stop people from driving or cycling or walking because of such bad behavior. The problem is not with driving as an activity, not with cycling as an activity or walking as, as an activity. There are horrible people out there with bad behavior, whether they're drivers, cyclists or pedestrian, pedestrians, right? So what we actually need to do right, is not to stop these activities, but to examine ways on how we can encourage a more gracious culture as a society. Right, the other thing that the writer also suggests is that we should try to encourage young people to win off private transportation by stopping um, the shuffling them to school. Right, in Singapore, we have 1 million vehicles and we only have 728 kilometers square of space. So it is true that when designing policies at macro level, we should take that into consideration. But as individuals and as families, when we make decisions, it's about weighing the pros, the cons, the trade-offs and constraints that are unique to our own circumstances. We cannot generalize when we are making individual decisions. Now, um, you think about this, if you were a young child, right, if you're a parent and you had a young child, right, three years old, four years old, do you expect your three-year-old kid or four-year-old kid, right, uh, to go to school on public transport on their own? Not, not, not likely, but that's, that's, not, that's not something that you do. Uh. And then um, some will argue that you, you can yourself take public transport with your children to school. Now, what if you have like three young children, three, five, and seven, and they are attending different schools, like um, one goes to this preschool, the other one is in the primary school, so they attend different schools, right? And then you need to drop them off 
to uh to school and then make it to work it can be very difficult to do so on public transport if there's no direct bus or train from home to the various school so that's what i'm really saying here uh, different families you have different considerations so you cannot expect every single family to have um the same considerations when uh, when making a decision whether to send them to school or get their kids to take public transport okay um another thing is that I know there are a few parents who actually send even their older children to school like even when their kids are already in secondary school or in JC they still send them to school I ask them hey you know they're so old already why don't you let them go to school on their own they give me very similar answers now uh, one, one of my, my, my friend who is a lawyer he mentioned that he's actually at, at work all the time he's very busy so he spends so little time with them so he said uh, the minimum I can do is to make at least the effort to send my kids to school or pick them up from school whenever that is possible. So it's his way of spending time with his kids. Right, another thing that um, a, a friend, right, he posted on Facebook, right, with, with regards to this issue, he says that it's their way of showing concern because you, when you make the effort to pick them up, pick your kids up and send them to school, it gives them an extra hour to sleep in. So, you know, should we really stop these kind of expressions of love and expressions of concern by parents if that's how they want to show that they care? What, why should we stop them from doing so? And then, um, I, I think that driving is actually a matter of practicality for many parents. Like myself, right, I actually drive my kids to school because there's no direct bus from home to school. My kids are 2, 4 and 6 years old. But actually, I take public transport to work whenever I'm on my own, when it's just myself. Right, or when the destination has a direct bus or train stop from my home, I actually do take public transport on a weekly basis, multiple times on a weekly basis. But yet this writer makes it, makes it a point to say that, oh, six in 10 households don't own a car. They go to school, they go home uneventfully over the years. So the minority 40% can take public transport because it helps to uh, helps them to see how the other half lives. So um, I, 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 my argument to that is that um, it, it, parents own cars right they might not necessarily send them to school by cars actually I see a lot of parents who own cars they still do let their older children right in secondary school and JC to make their way to school on their own so I don't think it's quite quite fair to say that um, the other 40% um, who drive have children who don't see how the other half lives in fact in lens cars Singapore I agree that cars are luxury good but do we really want to question parents who have done well enough to acquire cars and use them to send their children, send their children to school to say, hey, that is wrong. You know, uh, yeah, if you're rich, then uh, you're doing well, you send your kids to school by car, then uh, your kids cannot grow up to become tough. That, that is like a very strange argument. So I think that like um, culture or, or, or how behavior, a, a kid's behavior or kid's value is developed, right, has got very little to do with, you know, whether you send them to school or not. It's, it's more on how you actually talk to them, educate them, as opposed to, you know, your, your action of sending them to school, causing them to be less tough. So there's like an implied suggestion that if we send our kids to school, they've got to be less tough. So I feel that this is a very strange thing because it's more like a personal preference thing, whether you want to send your kids to school. Right, so to summarize, right, I feel that right, the decision whether to send your kids to school should be made on your own based on your own unique circumstances. I personally prefer taking public transport whenever I can because I hate navigating terrible traffic. I hate waiting for parking lots. Right, I actually enjoy the time to read or space out when I'm, whenever I'm on the train or whenever I'm on the bus. But yet, I also still drive my kids to school because they're still too young to take public transport. Hopefully, you know, when they go to primary school, we get a place, uh, a primary school near our home, right? And they can walk to school. And when they go to second JC, I definitely want them to take the bus or train on their own. But that's not to stop me from doing that duties 
Right, if my kids are having a difficult or long way in school because of exams or competitions, I might, like my other friends, right, do that duties, take them, um, pick them up, drop them off from school if that gets them, gets them extra sleep. Okay, right, so um, that's, that's all for this week's episode of 5 Minute Economics. I'll see you in the next one.